Yo, 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 good evening, Judy's. It's your host here, Aquarius Kelly. Thank everybody for returning back this week. I'm listening to part two of Relationships Versus Me. Um, and I have another special guest here with me, um, my good, good, good friend, Mr. Stephen Flurry. Hey. You know, say hi to the people. Hey, people. <laughs> You know, so I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Remember, I told you that we were going to do a part two to this. So now that, you know, this is all happening and this is, was more of a longer conversation than what we, you know, expected to have because I wanted you guys to get two different perspectives. Um, so, Mr. Steven. Oh, know. Mr. Steven. I got Mr. Steven. Mr. Steven, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when you think of relationships versus me, what do you think of? Um, so when I think of relationship versus me, actually, I must say, um, I, me personally, if I was to use it for myself, I wouldn't say versus me because versus to me means that one or the other, I would say relationship and me. Um, so the way that I, that I receive it is that, um, knowing yourself fully, like fully, um, loving yourself unconditionally um, and then entering a relationship with that as opposed to baggages that you're not aware. (laughs) Well, you you know, but people do come in with baggage. That's why, you know, the title is Relationship Versus Me. Mm -hmm. And I get what you're saying. It's just like, you know, you rather say relationships and me and the reason being is because sometimes when people get in relationships they don't really know themselves Mm -hmm. and you know everybody has to go on this finding thyself journey Mm -hmm. which is normally what people do which is that's okay there's nothing wrong with that but i tend to find people that they don't have an issue with inserting themselves into anyone's life right depending on like girl guy whatever and it's just like you they will get in these situations but not realizing or understanding exactly what they want from the other person Mm -hmm. because they don't understand what they want from themselves. Mm -hmm. So why do you think that happens? Um, Well, you know, people in general don't... Well, my experience is that people don't take the time to really get to know who they are. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and it's for some people, that's scary. You know, for some people, it's kind of like that... Um, practice or that action itself um, is scary because you know you they, they get to face the demons. Um, I call them demons. <laughs> because, <laughs> Come on, you better face be, your demons. Because I, yeah, that's what I had. I had demons, and I still have some demons that I'm. I get to face every day. So I still get to look in the mirror and be like, okay, this is really what's going on with you. You know, and make the connection, connect the dots, and be like, okay, this is where this this has come from, um, and this is how you address it. You you know, um, and sometimes that I mean, I've been in um, in therapy for quite some times, okay. so sometimes you know you just can't face certain demons on your own. That you, you get to have um, professional help. Right. So yeah. would you, Annette? Would you say like? Therapy can actually help if, like, someone wants to seek the help or, like, or been recommended. So, it's just, like, for, say, 
like I said, you know, people tend to get relationships they're not really fully there yet. So if you have the other party, the individual that you would really strongly care about you, they'll say, you know, hey, I don't want us to mess this up. However, mm-hmm. this is what I'm seeing from you. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather you go see someone that's more on a professional level that can help you with these things so we can have longevity. Right? Oh, that's totally fine. That is totally fine. And actually that I I welcome that. I encourage other people to do that prior to entering a relationship. Um, and, you know, being vulnerable and that open with the other person you're considering being a relationship with, I think, you know, that's very, it's like, you know, I command something like that. Like, I think that's that speaks volume really to who you are and really what you're looking for. If you're able to say, look, um, I know, you know, I like you all, we like each other. There is this chemistry between the two of us, but here's what I've observed. Right. Um, or my experience of us right now is this. You know, you gotta you gotta be careful the way you say things so people don't feel like you're passing judgments on them, which is why I usually say my experience of you or my experience of us is this. Um, totally I would I mean, absolutely I would tell you know, I would suggest to someone that, you know, it, it's best to see um, to seek professional help. Because that's, you know, every relationship, every good relationship, you, you get to build a solid foundation in other exactly. part to, um, to last. So, I mean, so, which is, that's a good thing. I, I think that that's a good way to start one. Um, that's a good way to be healthy, communicate some, because some people don't know how to communicate healthy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they, mm-hmm. it comes off totally different. But what do you say to, you know, the black men that grew up knowing that, you know, you don't supposed to seek professional help because they're not supposed to fix our problems. You know, what happens in this house stays in this house. Or whatever you battling, like, you keep that inside and figure out another way to, like, lash out or let that out. So, like, what do you say to them to the ones, like, especially if you get somebody that'd be like, thank you, babe, I understand, I'll look into it. But in the back of his mind, he's like, I ain't looking into that shit. Like, you're not about to set me up to go talk to nobody because can't nobody fix me how I fix me. So, <laughs> Child. Let me take off my hat because this is a whole different can of worms, you know? Like, so I'm originally from Haiti, right? Okay. Growing up in Haiti and, and you know, I, I think I may, I can speak for majority of the Caribbean countries or Caribbean cultures where dirty laundry is washed (laughs) within family. Like, you don't bring family issues out there. And the way that they view therapy is like, you are exposing family dirty laundry (laughs) to a a total stranger. Um, So there's that. And then there is um, there's People not know, so you, before you can um, suggest, you know, in a healthy way, suggest to people, other people, um, to seek professional help, you get to look inside first. Um, you know, don't, don't come at me and be like, you should seek professional help when today you have one attitude, tomorrow you have another one, you're walking around like, you know, you have some chemical imbalance. Yes. And then you're going to come to me and say, so before you can do that, I, I, I strongly believe it's important to know, like you said, know thyself 
first. Yeah. Um, but to the black men that are out there, um, like I said, it's it's co- um, complex, compounded, um, because it's not just one issue. It's like an onion you get to peel out. Um, a lot of these black men don't have a father figure in their life. Uh, and that is super important. And if right. they do in the, in the like communities of color, like men in general, you know, are not are not to share feelings and emotions as if like it. <laughs> like it's a, it, I mean, I could just say because it's a bad thing, you mm-hmm. know. So do you think that like as far as them in a the household, because, you know, we know sometimes in black culture, black community, you know, you're either growing up with one parent or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, you, to some of us, if you live in a single parent home, we'll look at the ones that got the two parents like, well, you so blessed. You are so blessed because you got you got both parties. Um, so do you think as far as, you know, like you said before, because some of them don't have fathers, so they're mm-hmm. growing up in that single home. Do you think it will make any difference if they had both parents in the household? Yes, it would make um, a level of difference. Like, you know, I, but not it doesn't necessarily mean that their life will be all of a sudden will be perfect. Right. Um, sometimes you may have um, both parents in the household and, you know, it's as if like one is there or, or the other. Like you can be physically um, there, mm-hmm. but you're not present. Right. Like, you know, you get to be present in the life of your family, wife, husband, children, um, and, and, and be consciously there. Like, you make the decision. You're not there because this is what the wife said, or this is what the husband said, or this is what society said. you there because you make a conscious decision to be there. Um, and if you allow me to, this, this morning I was watching, um, Will Smith and Jada on the red, red table. <laughs> well, no, they were on the red couch. Oh, ooh, um, and, couch. Right, and Will was sharing how um, when they were um, filming um, Karate Kid and how he was traveling from Shanghai to um, to California because of the two sons. So now, right. um, what's his name? Jaden. Jaden was yes. in Karate Kid, but his first son was playing, Trey. Yeah, Trey was playing um, football, so he had he made the decision to be there and be at his game. Um, what he said that was important is that um, Trey knew that he wanted to be there, mm-hmm. and children do notice that. Like when when a parent is there because they're forced to be there. Children notice like when a parent you're not you're not a, you're not here a hundred percent. Exactly. No, that's totally understandable. Because like I said, um, especially with the difference within households. So like mm-hmm. I said, you have the single parents and you have both of your parents. Um, you know, I, I think the listeners would want to know do that do make a difference because and sometimes it, to me in any household, whether if you have one single parent or both parents, right? Um, you could still be invisible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've seen, you know, certain friends, um, depending on how they grew up in a household, like they so invisible, they their reaction is to do things for attention. Oh, yeah. Because like I'm not seen. So, you know, that's why for me, I'm like, when I think of relationships and a person, like, I understand how you move when you're single, but when you get somebody, like, you can't just be doing a foolishness. Well. So you get the <laughs> right, so you get the ones they will get with somebody and it's just like, oh. 
you don't see me all right you know they go see with the best friend yep. that turns into something come back but i didn't mean it and then you, you know y'all figure it out get back together okay that's all right because now i'm about to go see with your cousin and i'll just be like, like so you bet. you just go mess up the whole you cannot be running through the congregation like this <laughs> baby <laughs> let me tell you um you just described my life really. <laughs> wait a minute wait a second. What? you really just described my life um so now I've come to realize what what was happening then. Okay. Um, so quickly, so the the quickest way I know how to describe it to people is like I came from um, I have there was six of us, so I'm the second oldest oh, okay. <clears throat> out of six. So the so here's the setup. There's my older brother, right? Okay. The firstborn. Uh-huh. A, a year and a half later came me. Right? So I was the baby for a year and a half. Right. Right after came a set of twins. Oh, child. Right? Girls. <laughs> no, two boys. Two boys. But oh, still. okay. I'm like, girls. And then another year and a half came my baby brother. Oh, wow. Who was the baby for four years before my sister, the only girl, showed up. Oh, now I know she happy. So <laughs> She is. But when I say that you describe my life is that everyone had something special about them. At least that's how I interpreted it. You right. see what I'm saying? Yeah. At the time. So, um, so for me, I had to, to fight for that attention. Right. Um, and, you know, be, like growing up in, in a Haitian culture, growing up Catholic, I didn't begin to really fight for that attention until I embraced my sexual orientation. So okay. now I wanted to do everything gay. My, you know. Right. <laughs> you know, you was like, here's the flag. Right. Y'all gonna get, y'all gonna see this today. And I didn't care <laughs> about what, who had to say. Um, so, and I brought that into these old relationship I had. Okay. Whether it's with friends at work or um, romantic relationships. Okay. I was always like, I need attention. I need attention. And even if it's in a detrimental way, but I needed that attention. I, you, whew. You was like, I'm going to get this today. Right? Somebody, you, I'm right here. <laughs> My sign says, look, I, I am here. You, you're not going to skip over me. Right, right. So. right. And, and that's, that's what, that's what's good, really. When someone is entering a relationship, it's good to know these stuff. It's good to um, to sit down and do like get um, do some self reflection, whether it's on your own. But I recommend doing it with a professional to really help realize, okay, this is where these things are coming from. Mm-hmm. Now, no one is perfect. No, that's absolutely right. No relationship is perfect either. Never. So, but when you when both parties in a relationship are aware of um, what they bring to the relationship, whether positive or, or not negative. so positive, um, they it it helps the relationship because now one can um, can support each other in a healthy way and not fight and bump heads with each other um, for every single little thing. That's a good thing. Well, you know, want to thank y'all for listening. Hope you do definitely continue to, you know, after this break because we got some more coming up and see you right back at Singly Gay.
Hey, Judy's. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and returning uh, right back to Singly Gay Podcast. You know, tonight's topic is relationship versus me. This is definitely part two. And we still sitting here kicking in with Mr. Stephen Flory. You know, Meg Flory like the McDonald's hey. uh, ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so going back, touching back bases and stuff. So, you know, where we left off, we was talking about you know, people doing things for attention and, you know, growing up in a household, whether they had single family or, you know, both parents and just, you know, depending on how many kids they get, <laughs> you just kind of just wave your hands doing things like, hey, like, I mean, I know you pay attention to that child more, that child more, like, what about me? Um, so despite all of those things, I know you said that did, that did play a really big role into how you did your relationships and your friendships and things like that. Um, I want to say, like, pretty much kind of, like, learning from those different things and knowing what those experiences did to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you feel like um, at the time you weren't aware, but you're aware now, did it help you grow in different areas of your life? Mm -hmm. Like, did that really just help you become a better you because of you knew doing that back then wasn't the proper way or proper healthier way Mm -hmm. to have those experiences with people in your relationships and friendships? Yes, I mean, so I, so every day I am a better me um, because I am constantly um, growing and I am on this, um, on this journey that will never end um, of finding my highest self. And just when I find the highest, I seek for even higher. Um, I... So yeah, some yes, these past experiences have um, made me who I am today. Um, you know, so you know now every day that I I don't live in the past, but I utilize I utilize the past to um, stand um, strong in the present as I prepare for the future. Right. Um, what I usually tell people is like life is now. <laughs> it is right, right now. Yeah. Yesterday <laughs> right was now. yesterday was history, but you know you don't forget history. You use history to um, structure um, the present, right. right? But you don't dwell into the history. But you live in the present as you prepare for the future. So life is now. Yesterday was a um, was history. Tomorrow is a mystery. But okay, come on, tomorrow for, better be in right? history. Uh, living in that. Right. So what do you say about like the people that really, um, they still live in the past. Mm. They still live in yesterday. And you do have people that do bring their life tragedies and issues since 1987, I say, or 1995. Mm-hmm. Like, being in a relationship with those type of people, like, how do you... I don't even think it's the way to help them. Like, how do you get them to unfold and unleash that baggage? Because that, like, if... I've always been told when somebody consciously always do something and do the same situation over and over, they don't see anything wrong with Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. So how can you bring light to what they're doing is really, really wrong and it's very toxic and it can hurt somebody. Also, it can hurt themselves. Correct. Um, So... In every relationship that you enter, especially if you're not letting go of the past, you are bringing it with you. And not to forget that 
you're gonna pick up other God, other <laughs> others to add onto the past. Um, when you are aware of the past and you are working right. um, on, you know, you're working on self. You enter this this life transforming journey. Um, so you learn how to release what do not serve you anymore. Right. Um, you get to do that in order for you to move forward. Because um, really, if you don't do that, you just you're just carrying stuff, and there's only so much stuff you can carry sure. until you start <laughs> unloading them in the wrong place <laughs> on the wrong individual. And somebody ends up in jail. Right. And sometimes it it tends to be it it it's manifested. Uh, mostly in relationships. Again, and when I said relationships, it can be a family dynamic relationship. It can be a friend, friendly dynamic relationship. It can be professional relationship at work. It can be romantic relationship. People, oftentimes they hear relationship and they, they think about romantic relationship. Right. And they try everything they can, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. To, to make romantic relationship <laughs> perfect. Um, I just feel like you can't do that if you're not perfect. Like right. nobody, nobody's on this earth is gonna be perfect. Correct. Much. It's just it's not gonna be happen. Correct. Because um, we're human beings and how we operate on certain things, and then you have um, a lot of people that are more emotional than others, mm-hmm. and then you have some that are not that emotional. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and you know, because uh, I'm one of them. I mean, I have my emotions, but the I'm I'm more of a hard exterior. I can say, like, I can say that because there's certain things that, like, it really should bother me. I should live in a moment. I should have a better way to express that. But then I'd be like, no, I'll fuck that. Well, have you, let me ask like, you, <laughs> let me ask you, have you ever um, read the book or did the, the exam, um, the love languages? Are you aware? Yeah. Because I don't like to read. If it, is it an audio book? No, if it's audio, well, I listen uh, to it. Yeah, well, there is the audio one. Um, there is the book. and But you don't have to read the book to take the exam. Like, the, you know, they can take the test. Okay. Um, and it they ask you a series of questions, and it, it, it shows you which language is the strongest for you and which one is the least. Um so, like, <laughs> and I, so I can already tell where yours would fail because of our relationship, right. be, you know. Um, but what happens is that what people don't realize, a lot of um, people who read the book and did their test um, don't realize is that what we. So when you take the test, you become aware of your languages, mm-hmm. which one is the strongest. And then, so what you do, what people tend to do is. They take the love language and project, project it, it. <laughs> onto others. How did I know Because that? you start doing things what you would like people to do for you. Right. And in relationships, that's not how it works. Mm-mm. You know, in relationships, it's like, yes, you know, you're aware of your love language. Communicate that with the other person and find out what the other person's love language is. Exactly. And when you want to, um, you know, mm-hmm. do something nice and you know, communicate with them on a different level, you that are part. aware. Um, mine is, and, and, and it's, it's, it happens to everyone. You know, it's right. like, you have to fully understand it. It's like, and pay attention to it. Keep your eyes open. Mine, my strongest one is word of affirmation. 
Okay. So I will acknowledge just about anybody on whatever you've done. Like you've done something positive. I'm, I'm like, yeah, you did this. That was amazing. Okay. Um, you know, kudos for you. I am so proud of you. I, you know, you impressed me. Um, because that's what I would like other people to do. So now you see, you like it to be done to you, right? Okay. So I, take, I take my love language and then <laughs> project and it on others. And that, like, that really makes sense because, um, in part one of this, um, when I was having this conversation, you know, shout out to Miss uh, Victoria Quinn. Um, we were, I was telling her about the um, people's list. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I find it, you know, quite ironic that, you know, when people show you their list of things that they want to do with their single, it's like, okay, I understand. I get that. Then you look at that list when it comes to relationship and I'm like, who we? I don't, I don't think anybody can meet that list. That list is longer than the list you got when you're single. Like mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm confused. You know, um, I'm, I'm, um, I'm in shambles, <laughs> you know, because I just, I don't, I'm trying to understand, but I don't understand and help me understand it. But like now listen to you, you know, you're talking about people's love language and projecting it onto somebody else. Uh, listening to that, the way I interpret it is if this is someone being selfish, mm-hmm. it's kind of reversed a little bit. So this is someone being selfish um, because if you part of you know how you want to be loved or you want certain things done to you like you said that should be voiced that should be communicated Mm -hmm. and people really don't communicate that Mm -hmm. just like how people will get in a full relationship it's not what they wanted because they're still working on them but because the connection was right and you seem cool or whatever way they'll just jump and be with you Mm -hmm. like why do people do that? Well, so people have people are adding things onto their list that are not smart. Okay. Okay, and what do I mean by that? Your list is supposed um, smart is S for su- sustainable, attainable, um, <clears throat> um, um, can be measured. So sustainable can be measured, attainable, um, realistic. Okay. Um, um, and, and, and you gotta, um, you have to have, a a sense of time on it, meaning mm-hmm. that, okay, th- this, this is the list. This is what I, you know, um, you know, I would like, this is one item in, in, in my list and th- you put a time on it. Like right. I, it's kind of like a goal. I'm expecting to meet that goal at this time. You may not meet that goal at this time, but you can work on it. Um, so, you know, for me, the items on my list, which used to be long. <laughs> like all the way up there. Right, like, right. Yeah. Um, which is now much shorter. Um, okay. They are smart. Um, they, and, you know, I make sure that they are smart because... I had a chance to look at what am I bringing to the table? You have to bring something because right. this table looks very empty. <laughs> you know, I see a couple of coconuts and shell nuts and that's about it. Child, you know, had a cocktail, that's gone. Right. <laughs> you have a long list and the other person comes in with, with a long list. What, what, can, can y'all really work on this? No, because the person that's coming in, they're coming in with their bag of clothes. Right, right, right. So, you know, I have to look at them like, so you... You wasn't bringing nothing to the party, which is, you know, 
that's not a bad thing, but that's a bad thing. Like you, especially the people that I look at that jump in and out of relationships like every three to four months. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, I wish I could do that. Then my head be like, no, bitch, no, you don't. No, you don't. You don't. You don't. You don't want to. You don't want to do that because that's not good for anybody. And just to be jumping from one person to one person to one person, you know, and till you feel like you'll get it right. I don't think anybody would get it right, especially if you continuously jump into someone and then you'll meet the people that be like, but I just don't want to be alone and I don't want to be by myself. I'm like, you know you was born by yourself. (laughs) Well, people say that because they don't know themselves. That's why they're going from relationship to relationship. You don't know who you are, so you don't know what you're looking for. You think you know what you're looking for. But you don't. Right. <laughs> but the reason being is because they keep walking in the dark. You walk in the dark long enough, your eyes get comfortable to that. Right. You right. get what I'm saying? Exactly. So if you put on a little sprinkle of some light, we might get somewhere. Right. <laughs> but it's, it's since you walking in the dark, I'm not walking in the dark with you. Because mm-hmm. if I walk with you, I'm bringing my flashlight. I got to see. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Baby, that's when I invite you to do a little, sit down. So if you want to see the light, calm down. Mm-hmm. Do a little bit of self-reflection. That part. Self-assessment. Mm-hmm. Before you dive into, into things um, and rush into what you call relationship, which is really sometimes... A lush ship. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I put the words together because we're talking lush. about lush. Right. Lust, lust the relationship, lush and ship. <laughs> they be lusting over each other. I love it. I'm like, look, don't look, don't take my words. I'm going to have to copyright that one too. But if y'all take it, I'll just send my invoice. I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Take it, people. Take it like, no, I need, my, I need my money. I might put that on the shirt. Lush mm-hmm. and ship. Um, but yeah, because I've seen people call their relationships. They like, this is my lover. Like, I love him. Ooh. And I'm like, how? You known him for like two weeks. What about that? That These three words, sprays, I love you. Or I love him, like you said. It's like, but you don't, you don't know this person. I'm like, you like me. You don't know me. I'll change it real quick. But I love you, Kelly. You, I don't know you. The bigger question <laughs> is, do you love yourself? That part. Do you love yourself? Before you can come at me and be like, I love you, do you, you love, love you. yourself? I want you to love you first. Then you can come and love me. Boom. Because <laughs> if you don't love you, but you're telling me you love me, it's we a got lie. a problem. Yeah, it's a lie. You don't love me. You don't even know what love is. Because if you do know what love is, you will love yourself. Exactly. And people tend to forget. Yeah. The person that you get with, if that person does not have an issue with harming themselves, they will harm you in the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I know they say hurt people hurt people, but harmful people harm people. Okay. Yeah. Like, they thing. really do that. Um, so, you know, we're going to... Take a break, guys. This conversation is getting real heated and juicy. However, yes, y'all know when we return, we got to play our favorite game called T and Hot Chocolate. Hey, T and Hot Chocolate. Hey, T and Hot Chocolate. (laughs) Y'all stay tuned to Singly Gay Podcast and I'll see you soon, guys. Hey, Judy's. I want to thank everybody for returning back to Singly Gay Podcast. We're still up in this gig with Mr. Stephen Flory. Hey. <laughs> yes. Y'all already know it's that time for our favorite game. Tea and hot chocolate. Hey, tea, tea 
and hot chocolate say wood say tea, and hot chocolate say wood say tea, and hot chocolate say is and love it. Right. <clears throat> so you know for. The ones that are out there and don't know how this game works. Because, you know, this is my favorite, favorite game to play. Have you played this game before? No. <laughs> Have you ever heard this game before? No. <laughs> Tell me about it. Okay. So, tea and hot chocolate is. So, I have a list of questions here. I'm going to ask you some questions. And if you feel that it's factual or know that it's factual, mm-hmm. it's tea. Okay. See? Very simple. What's the tea, Gert? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but if, you know, I ask another question and you feel like, you know, it's non-factual, you like, it's like, mm-mm, like, it's full of mess, I don't know where you got that from, somebody's lying somewhere, you know, it's hot chocolate. Watered down hot chocolate. <laughs> Watered down, well, you know, I like hot chocolate with, mar- with marshmallows, with the, another topic. Right? <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> you better come on. <laughs> so, you know... I got a list of, you know, questions here. We're going to ask you some questions, y'all. Come on with the questions. Right. I am ready. So, tea a hot chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) When it comes to a relationship, right, Uh what age bracket you think that it's the highest in percentage? Do you think that it's from the ages of 18 to 29? Ages from 30 to 49? Or do you think 50 years or older? Wait, repeat the question. So, in relationships, uh-huh. in the age bracket, uh-huh. what percentage of the age bracket who that's the highest that who's like in long-lasting committed relationships? Okay, okay. Um, I would say the 31... What's the one in the middle? 30 to 49. 30 to 49. Because um, sometimes the 50-year-olds, they're, they're, they're reaching middle, midlife crisis and they don't, they, they're going to fuck up relationship. Okay. Well, I'm going to say, and... Oh! That was a hot chocolate. <laughs> it's hot chocolate. That was not tea <laughs> at all. What's the tea, Gert? Because the statistica.com says... The highest age bracket and long-lasting loving relationships are 18-year-olds to 29-year-olds. Ooh, that goes my adultism. It's, right, it's 25%. That goes my adultism. That's why I say, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> well, you they think, try. You think of young people and you think that, um, again, that's my adultism because... Like you think, and I know I'm. I came up with that word. <laughs> you think of right. young people, and you think of age, and you think of matu- lack of ma- maturity. It's like, oh, they don't, they don't stay. Yeah, they don't stay relationships that long. But remember, we talked about people do tend to hop in relationships every couple few months. Right. So if you're constantly with somebody, you're constantly in relationship. Well, see, see, yeah. learn something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> So moving right along with tea and hot chocolate. Yes. Um, so uh, I'm trying to think how I want to ask this question. Y'all bear with me for a second because I was about to ask her a totally different way. Um, bring on the so, tea. Right, bring on the tea. So people that are married, uh-huh. do you think that um, the highest percentage is of 25% of people that are married? 
Um, do you think 59, 58% of people that are married and 68% of people that are married are like that's in their 20s, 30s, and 50s? Ooh. Um, I think. The, I just need the percentage and the age. Right. I think the highest people, the highest percentage, um, fall with people in the 39 bracket. Is that a again? <laughs> <laughs> Why you say in the 39 bracket? Like, because the percentages are 25, uh-huh. 60, uh-huh. and 58. Now, do Six. that cover? Do that cover for the ones that are in their 20s? Their 30s and 50 plus. 30s. I think the 60% of people in their 30s. All right, come on. You better give me some hot tea. <laughs> so, I, yes. Oh, man, right. I knew I was going to get some oh, tea. Some tea, baby. So, the 60% of people that are in their 30s to 49 are married. Mm-hmm. And long-lasting relationships. I think uh, the, they're married, it's like maybe five or ten or so plus years. Yeah, it kind of makes sense to me because, like, the younger ones, um, majority of them are not thinking about marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, They're thinking about, like, you know, building their life and things, especially in a heterosexual relationship. Absolutely. Um, And then knowing that more than 50% of marriages ends up in divorce, so I know the 50 bracket is... Did I have Let it? me tell you, if you in your fifties and you get a divorce, it's the rap. Well, some for some people they get the divorce before they reach their fifties. Well, wait, I guys, I've seen people that get divorced in their sixties. Yeah, it's a possibility, uh, but yeah, it's, I mean everything is possible. Um, I don't know the fact of it, but right. the you know me observing based on my observation, like. So twenty late twenties, that's when you you are building your life. Approaching thirties, like early thirties, that's when people start to think about getting okay, married right. and building a family. No, that makes sense. Right, and then by the by your forties, you start to experience issues, <laughs> menopause. <laughs> I know. <Right. laughs> so you know, last and one final question for tea and hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. So, as we've been talking about this whole time with the topic being relationship versus me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel that... I want to say this. Do you feel that a person learns and understands themselves more while being single? No therapy. Mm-hmm. Or... Being in a relationship and getting with someone that kind of opens their eyes, open those doors to pay certain situations to certain things to help them grow as a better person in that situation. Oh, yeah, totally. People learn more while they are in a relationship. Um, tea, hot chocolate. Um, so, tea. tea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The tea is. The tea is. <laughs> people learn more when they are in relationship. Um some of them are in denial. You know, some of them, That's true. you know, don't want to accept the fact that, okay, this is the tea. <laughs> this this the gig, y'all. But this the tea. Life teaches you more when you are in a relationship. No, that's a good thing. Because um, I, like, I think so, too. Because I think, like, a few of the relationships that I've been in before, like, I wouldn't 
what example would I want to use? Like how I speak to people. Even mm-hmm. though I can recognize that in my friendships, but I'm like, you my friend, I'm gonna speak harsh regardless. So if you're gonna ride with me, you ride with me. Um, <laughs> but in like actual like relationships, boyfriend to boyfriend, like I've learned that people like, Kelly, you can't you can't be like that with your partner. And I'm like, well, I'm I'm like the fuck, why not? I'm grown. I say, Well, well you gotta be considerate to other people's feelings. Why I gotta do that? Who who asked me to do <laughs> who asked me to do this? Like, I am being set up, y'all. They are holding me against my will. Um, like, I'm not I'm not dealing with that. But as time went on and, like, when I've gotten, like I said, I've gotten relationships and seen that, like, different people are saying the same thing. I, I stopped myself and I was mm. like, you know what? Maybe that is an issue and it is the issue that I really need to fix. Like, I'm not saying that I have to change that part of mm-hmm. me i just have to you know bring it across the table just a little little bit better you yeah. know i got i got a woo 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 right. woo 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 so yeah no that's that's totally understandable so for me the difference is that you know um not the difference like sometimes when you look at things that you have to do you become more um resistant to it mm-hmm. but when you look at things when you view things as what you get to do to better yourself, it's it's an easier pill to swallow. I don't have to do this, right. but I get to do it to better myself. Um, and no, not everyone that everyone can't be wrong. So if everyone is saying the same thing, <laughs> as much as we'll be like, you're wrong, you're wrong, right. you're wrong. I'm right. There's nothing wrong with me. Like there's nothing wrong with this. I'm gonna say what I want to say. How I want to say it. And it's just like nobody's saying that you can't mm-hmm. do that. However, you just have to make it being presented in a different way that's like you know seeing somebody for the first time and like oh my god like he is so hot like he has a nice body and physique and i bet you like he's so chill and then you know y'all start off as friends and build something and then you decide to like y'all make it official and get with them and then you looking like he'll do a certain few things and you like dang i didn't i didn't realize that this man was so toxic well like i didn't i didn't realize like he was so negative and toxic all the time and then about his looks and if you ugly he just baby (laughs) in relationship you have not met the real person until you've been together for at least three months because think about it people people talk about this all the time they say first impression counts and especially if someone is trying to you know to be with you you the first person you meet are you know the first people you meet are their representatives. It's gonna switch. It's gonna switch. It's, it's gonna a, change. And you gonna be like, is this the the secretary or did this the, this the doorman? This, this gotta be the, this gotta be the doorman. <laughs> because within those three months, he's trying to see. Okay, who do you want me to be today? You know, <laughs> until like after the three months, and for some people, it takes longer. When the real person finally shows up, it's like, oh, this is who you was like, oh, this you this are. is who I was, was mm-hmm. with this whole time. So you, so you created all of this. Now I'm about to beat your ass. <laughs> I'm about to beat your mother ass. He has just arrived. Like he is here, and right. since you arrived, guess what? I'm walking right out of the door. Wait, what? I'm letting you know. Mm-hmm. I'm walking out of the door because you, he, him, him, you can stay here. <laughs> not doing that. It's not gonna happen. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> so that's the whole key point of, you know, just learning yourself. Because um, like I said this before when me and Victoria was talking about it, I'm like, I think it's an amazing journey when you realize who you are. Mm-hmm. When you realize, like, what makes you tick. Mm-hmm. Or, like, what to do and what not to do. And, 
you know, just try to articulate certain things so a person won't look at you like, what the fuck you mean? Like, I've been, like, I've just been doing this. I'm like, no one's saying that you can't do what you're doing or being you. What I'm saying is you need to fine-tune it because if you don't fine-tune it, Mm -hmm. this is definitely going to be a problem moving Mm -hmm. forward. And then on top of this, this is going to be a problem that I don't want to be a part of. Correct. You keep doing doing what you do, you're going to keep getting the same results. Sometimes you got to step out of your comfort zone and try something different. I mean, you have to. You don't have to change who you are. And, and oftentimes, um, stepping out of, out of your comfort zone requires being vulnerable. I mean, and that, I think that's the thing for people. They're so scared because, you know, you still have people that view vulnerability mm-hmm. as weakness. Because it's just like, if I'm vulnerable to you, you can use that in any way and chance and form to me to hurt me. And I've always told my friends, like, if you are truly, genuinely being yourself and you have a story and you feel like you want to share that to whoever you with, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But what, I don't want nobody telling my business. Don't look at it as somebody telling your business. Because let me tell you, my grandmother has always told me, no one can tell your story better than you. Mm-hmm. So if you think... Because I tell you, I'm battling with something or something in my life. And you think about to go tell the world, and I'm supposed to be up here, like, scared and nervous. I would tell before you tell. And now I'm going to sit there and be like, so what you got to say? Mm-hmm. What else you want to talk about? Right. What else you want to use? <laughs> I I remember, um, Michael, I can't remember. I Right now, I'm not remembering his last name. But Michael, who was the executive director um, of People of Color in Crisis, people, um, POCC in New York, um, he was doing a a training with me, and this man was grilling me, grilling me. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with them? Excuse my language to oh, those because I'm here. Listen, explicitness. <laughs> and finally, he said to me, "You are guarded, you know, and you you know you keep saying you want love, but you are guarded." Mm-hmm. The same wall you put up do, do not know the difference between love, love and hate or hurt. It's blocking hurt and pain from coming in. It's holding the one that's in from going out. It's also blocking love from coming in. Exactly. And I was like, ooh, you just touched a spot. <laughs> that's when you looked at him and was like, ooh. It you was, want it right here? It was a wicked. Oh, listen. He <laughs> could get it you then. Get it. Like, you, you want it right here? This man had like, a body. He could have he gotten it. <laughs> <laughs> now he got a body. He couldn't get it. <laughs> no, he was also smart. He was also super smart. I mean, the man was the ex- executive director. I mean, plus, you know, what they always say, you know, if somebody that can, you know, mentally fuck you, that can actually fuck you in real mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know. Hey, Michael, if you're listening, I'm still <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not messing with you. Um, however, you know, this has been so amazing. I want to thank you, Mr. Stephen Flurry, for having this conversation with me. And just, you know, this is, has been like ugh, in awe, you know, because I've just been doing some things and want to talk about some things. And now, now, y'all, let me tell y'all, it's always good when you got good friends that mm. don't mind taking time out of their schedule and come and have good good conversations with you so would you like to you know leave a social media handle or something for the folks well i thank you for having me i am very honored to be a um a guest yeah. <laughs> you know on the podcast i really truly i am honored um and i appreciate what we have our friendship our connection um 
and we are we're constantly learning about each other and i think that's what real friendship is about and to all the listeners out there keep loving yourself <laughs> unconditionally <laughs> yes and you guys you know how i say if you can't keep keep with yourself then who can you keep keep say no nah, i said it all wrong <laughs> but uh, if you can't kiki with your judies then who can you kiki with um i want to thank everybody for tuning in to my podcast singly gay we had very ended this conversation of relationship versus me part two and i definitely can't wait to you know drop the next topic after this everybody have a good night bye